Those of us born of a certain time, let's say the 1970s, have pretty fond memories of playing Spy Hunter at the arcade. Yep, Spy Hunter has come back thanks to a relaunch of the title on PlayStation Vita and Nintendo 3DS. Welcome to Top Score, I'm Emily Reese. The original Spy Hunter used Henry Mancini's iconic theme to Peter Gunn. But this time, composer Ryan Shore gave it a futuristic makeover. Talk a little bit about how you got involved in this project, Ryan. I was brought on board by a good buddy of mine, Jeff Knockbauer, who is one of the producers of the game. Mm-hmm. And Jeff and I went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And this is my first time scoring a video game. And I've been following video games for a long time. And my interest in scoring video games has been very steadily growing over the years. Okay. And then when, when Jeff called up, and told me about this project and told me about Spy Hunter. It just felt so right. Like I know the title. I grew up playing it. The kind of music they were looking for is really up my alley. And I was really excited to write that kind of music. And I just couldn't have been more psyched to jump on right away. It looks like it would be really fun to play. Have you had a chance to play the new game? I have. And I, and I got a chance to play it while I was working on it as well. So inspiring. You know, to be able to look at the game, see how it's how it looks, how it feels, and to be able to take the music that I was writing and put it up against the gameplay and just feel how those two go with each other. It was constant inspiration. Let's talk for just a moment about Henry Mancini. Because without his theme to Peter Gunn, we'd be having a pretty different conversation right now, for one thing. I totally agree. The Henry Mancini theme is iconic. And I knew it actually very, very well from a musical standpoint, even before having a chance to dive into it for this score. He and I also have some similarity in backgrounds in that he was such a great jazz writer, in addition to, of course, all the other types of writing that he did. My background, being a saxophonist, Mm -hmm. comes from jazz. Mm -hmm. So the way I approached the game, and this is a discussion that we had early on, was we definitely wanted to have the Peter Gunn theme, for sure. Mm -hmm. But how to do it in such a way that you're not just only hearing the Peter Gunn theme over and over again so that you don't want the the listener to get tired of it. Right. That would have been, I think, pretty easy to do is just play it, you know, just keep playing that theme. But I think if a player is going to be playing the game for like an hour, yeah, uh, yeah, it might tire them out. I started by writing a really large palette of music that was inspired by Mancini's theme. Big band writing, trumpets, trombones, saxophones, piano, bass, drums, guitars, organs, strings. And I generated about an hour of music like that that hopefully sounds like it was essentially cut from the same cloth. That way there was a lot additional material to work with in addition to all the the, the Peter Gunn music. So that way... When the Peter Gunn music is heard, it hopefully stands out and can bring the listener to a higher level because you recognize that music, Mm -hmm. but then you're not just only hearing it all the time.
are some of the musical nuggets from that theme to Peter Gunn that you kind of focused on to accomplish that that thread that goes through the whole score? Well, something that I I did uh, early on w- was I I gave thought to how to approach this type of of sound because the the music in the game is very remixed. So it's instead of only just being acoustic big band recordings, mm-hmm. what what I did was I started by recreating the Peter Gunn theme mm-hmm. live with a big band, and then also all the additional music that I wrote with the same instrumentation. And I recorded all of it in stems. So that way it could all be manipulated and cut up. And one idea from one piece of music could be potentially matched with an idea from another. So the organ part from one piece of music that I was doing could possibly work with the horns part on another. Mm-hmm. And then I worked with a really great remixer uh, named Cheap Shot. And we took all those recordings and brought it all to another level. Like we put brand new drums in and and like hip grooves and electronic sounds and sweeps and whooshes and vocal effects and sputtering things. There's essentially almost like an hour of music that exists Mm -hmm. that uh, you would never really get to hear because it was really just one step along the way. One of the things that I really enjoyed, Ryan, listening to your score is is how you take these ideas that, you know, make up the Peter Gunn theme and, and you just made them your own. One of the points that stood out to me for sure was the bass line that starts the piece called Nuclear Fallout. You know what I what I did, and and this ties into um, your question from before, which is how to sort of make everything cohesive. Yeah, was uh, you know like the the baseline is a great example. I mean that's such an iconic baseline. Boom 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 boom. But you don't even need to hear the melody yet, and you right. know what that is. Right. And so that's one of the ways that that I I work towards having the new material work with. Henry Mancini's material, which was, I would take, let's say, just that bass line, mm-hmm. and then I would write my own melodies on top of it. So the two would work together, or vice versa. You know, I could take some of the, the melodic lines that Henry Mancini wrote and try and come up with a different bass line for it. So mm-hmm. that it all sort of has this kind of handshake to it, hopefully. Like one of the ideas I would do would take the bass line. Um, and take the same rhythm of it and mm-hmm. change the notes. Yep. So I think at one point, you know, I would I would take that same rhythm and go. So it, it's it's sort of all sounds like Peter Gunn, but it's different.
scoring films for some time now. You've had a lot of success. You got a Grammy nomination just this year, correct? This year, yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations on that. And oftentimes, it, it seems like you're writing orchestral scores. But of course, as you mentioned a little earlier in our conversation, this kind of goes back to your roots. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, being a saxophone player, playing in big band and, and things like that? Well, that's the thing that I love about writing for different mediums is that musically, sort of anything goes, you know, to have the opportunity on one project to write for full orchestra, mm-hmm. let's say for an action adventure score or a drama score, and then be able to, on the next project, write for rhythm section or experimental things or mm-hmm. electronics. That's what I love. I started out as a saxophonist and I still play the instrument mm-hmm. uh, and clarinet and flute and piano. But when I began music, I really was only playing the instruments for about okay. 10 years. And for me, my thirst for exploring is just a constant for me. So I sort of reached a point where there was so much more that I wanted to say musically and explore mm-hmm. that I felt I couldn't say just on the saxophone. Sure. And that's when I really started getting into composing was to be able to explore styles that the saxophone might not normally play in and different instrumentations. Mm-hmm. But it it's my introduction to music and, and, and the style of music that, that I spent the most time actually playing and intimately uh, getting involved in was jazz. Okay. When a project like this comes along and it starts with writing big band music, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is... This really is home. Like, this does not require extra research. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I know what that is. And it's exciting because, you know, it's so at home for me. I've written a lot of big band arrangements prior to doing this project. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it was, it's fun, you know, to, to just get a chance to dive right into something that's so already home. Yes. I loved it. that you wrote for Spy Hunter do um, use a lot of acoustic instrument sounds and, and then uh, some of them are like almost exclusively electronic, like one of the boss fights, boss fight number one, which is awesome and, and super fun sounding, by the way. Um, Thank you. So I, I'm just curious how you decided when to, you know, use electronic sounds or synthetic sounds compared to acoustic sounds like what what was that balance for you in in your mind when you were working on spy hunter you know that's a great question i think that when i started by creating this huge palette of of acoustic music and mm-hmm. then started remixing it with all the electronic sounds there was so many different types of sounds to pull from yes and i and i don't remember ever consciously thinking I want to specifically have more acoustic or more electronic mm-hmm. in the final result. What I remember constantly keeping in mind was that I wanted the music to hopefully sound constantly fresh and not repetitive. I don't remember specifically reaching for electronics ver- versus acoustics consciously. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was just whatever would keep the music sounding fresh and driving and, and hopefully exciting and keep the listener engaged. That's what I would make the decision based on. What are some of your favorite projects that you've gotten to write music for in the past? 
That's a great question. When I think back on different projects, oftentimes the things that that stand out most to me in retrospect, you know, mm -hmm. besides just the writing of the music, often has to do with the experience that I had while I was doing it. Okay. And that a lot of times comes down to the collaboration and who I had the opportunity to work with. And th those are the sorts of things that, that stay with me when I'm done with the project. And I think the projects that stand out for me like that are uh, some of the animations that I've scored. Okay. Uh, you know, projects like uh, Rex Steel Nazi Smasher, based on a comic book, and uh, Articles of War, uh, Shadow Play, A Letter from the Western Front. Uh, they're actually short films. Uh, okay. They can be they can be seen online, but sometimes I feel like those are among my most uh, special scores, the ones I'm 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 most proud of, because I'm so proud of the collaboration, and you know the opportunity of how how I was able to produce those scores with the with the talent of the musicians. Um, so those are the ones that stand out. Because a lot of times the guests on, on Top Score here, people have had exposure to and they've played games that these guys have scored and, and, and things like that. And one of my favorite things about doing this show is having guests on like yourself who are, you know, you've, you've written dozens and dozens of film scores and had all this success in, in, in that medium. And now, you know, you're kind of dabbling in games. So... For the listener who is, you know, wanting to find out more about you and the kind of music you write, what are some projects that you would point to in addition to what you just mentioned that, you know, people can go online and, and check out? Or would you just list that same list you just gave me, maybe? No, well, I, I would absolutely add to that list because as, as you pointed out, there's so many different types of projects and, that, and I love that. I mean, that, that's what keeps it so interesting for me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, a lot of those scores I mentioned happen to be ones with full orchestra. Okay. But there are a number of other projects that I'm really proud of. You know, the score that I, I wrote for Numb, which okay. was a, a film with Matthew Perry and Mary Steenburgen. Very sensitive film. You know, it's, it's sort of a comedy, sort of a drama, I, I guess maybe... Would that be called a dramedy nowadays? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> or uh, I think another another term that people use is an emotional comedy. An emotional um, comedy. <laughs> there, there are all these like, you know, terms people use. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of that score. You know, it's not orchestral, it's rhythm section. Oh, wow. So it's a lot of guitars and piano and strings and, and, and light percussion. I'm proud of another uh, score that that uh, um, for a movie called Kettle of Fish, okay. and I, I wrote 
essentially almost like a like a, a full length album of original jazz songs. Oh wow! And and I recorded them with a jazz quartet. I I played saxophone. Oh fun! And so it's saxophone, piano, bass, and drums. And in the movie, the lead character, which is played by Matthew Modine, is he plays a jazz saxophonist. So when you see the movie and you see him playing, it's actually me who is playing, <laughs> is playing the instrument, uh, <laughs> That's and it's awesome. my music. I love it. When you get opportunities like that, they're 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 kind of rare, yes. you know, because people don't really often call and say, "Would you basically write an original jazz album?" You know? I mean, yeah, right. Who who calls for that? <laughs> well, Ryan, I sure hope you get a chance to score more games. I mean, this this seems like it, what a fun intro to this particular medium scoring venture right totally and you know i i really am looking forward to scoring more games i've i found it so musically liberating really in a way um because you know oftentimes when you're writing for movies or television shows there's dialogue and so when when you're writing music for that in, in in a way the music that is most appropriate for it can sometimes almost sound a little incomplete as mm-hmm. music, maybe because there's no melody, you know, because the dialogue is the melody. Sure. Or so you're writing, you know, a type of music that has certain requirements, you know, to work with with that. Yes. But on the game, I didn't really have to work w- against dialogue or specific timing. And so it was very liberating, and I really look forward to doing more of it. <laughs> been listening to Top Score from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Emily Reese, and our technical director is Sam Keenan. We also had additional technical support from Zach Rose. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Top Score Podcast. And if you go to classicalmpr.org slash topscore, you can leave us feedback directly. You can also see the entire archive of Top Score episodes. The end.